The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSB20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome back to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Joy Kepcha, Senior Editor of MTD, and this week I'm welcoming Mike Presendo, Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer for the Tech Force Foundation, onto the show. Mike and I are talking about an issue that affects every single tire dealer in the country, the shortage of technicians. And he's got ideas on how to make your business attractive to technicians. So let's get straight to it. Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Um, thanks for having and, me. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're glad to have you with us and to talk about an issue that our Modern Tire Dealer readers and our listeners here on the podcast know, and they might not love it so much, but they certainly know it well, and that is the issue of our the employment situation and finding and retaining technicians in, in their workplaces. Um, can you kind of paint a big picture for us here of just kind of what the situation is um, for hiring and for, you know, finding and maintaining people, you know, technicians in the industry. Thank you. Uh, big picture, there, uh, in, in the simplest terms, there are five empty positions for every trained technician coming out of a post-secondary credentialed program right now. Uh, and so, and, and we're, it's been, it's been really punctuated and, and exaggerated by COVID and what that's done both to the ability to, for students to complete their education and what's been happening in, in terms of repair shops and people not coming back to work and retiring. Uh, so we are seeing it's going to get a little better, but it's still going to be, you know, uh, the, it, it may go from five to one to maybe three to one in the next couple of years, but there's such a, uh, a deficit that was uh, that we believe was brought on by, by the COVID experience that it's going to take a while to even get back to as bad as it was before it got really bad. Yikes, yikes. Well, that's uh, the... I guess that's not good when we're looking forward and hoping for three to one versus the five to one. Can you talk about like, I mean, how much worse did it really get in 2020? I mean, I know that basically, I mean, isn't it something that the the demand like for technicians basically doubled for automotive technicians? Is that right? Yeah, it, it really did. We projected about half of, of that demand, but what we what we saw, and, and so we work with the Bureau of Labor and Statistics and, and, and the data on graduation rates and all that kind of stuff. And, and what we heard from the academic side was, you know, these are hands-on educations. And so it was hard for students to, to get that quality education experience a lot went to virtual but you still it's kind of hard to take apart a transmission remotely or, or what have you uh but some of them you know that so they adapted their business models but then too a lot of these students are working and going to school and if they couldn't work they couldn't afford to go to school so a lot of their jobs got got shut down because uh, they weren't quite at that professional technician level who were conceived, you know, considered uh, critical infrastructure. So they didn't have that job preservation yet. 
than we saw uh, uh, experienced technicians who may have been contemplating retirement in the next couple of years just decided that, hey, you know, well, the world's kind of turned upside down, we'll just do it now. Um, mm -hmm. And or uh, left work temporarily because of COVID and didn't come back. Uh, so that's where we saw a, a, it was it was a, a, a perfect storm, you know, fewer people graduating and fewer people coming back to work. And, and it just really exacerbated the problem. Uh, we are hearing indications that the the enrollments and graduations are improving. Uh, so okay. that that's on a positive trend. Don't have the, the government data to support it, but we're hearing that anecdotally. And and part of I think part of the messaging to the public, your audience knows this, but you know, these I think parents and students looked at these careers and saw that they were pretty darn secure. You know, when they're deemed critical infrastructure and they're watching other people getting laid off and their 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 technician friends are keeping their jobs and they're getting, you know, some states, some kind of voucher if you get pulled over to show what your job is, you can keep. So uh, I, I think that helped people kind of change the, the worldview uh, that we're always working to help people understand how how high tech and rewarding and, and good comp there. It's a it's a great career path for those who choose it, but definitely getting much more tech than it used to be. Yeah, well, that's interesting, because I really, you know, thinking about it, you know, kind of at, at year end, I really would have thought that since, you know, tire dealers and automotive service shops were deemed essential, you would have thought that there would have, I, I don't know, that maybe the losses wouldn't have been so great. But I also hadn't thought about those, especially like the students that are in, you know, at, at tech schools and, you know, Votech in our in our old language of, of talking about it, that they're, you know, they're juggling two things at once or, you know, kind of learning while they're holding on to another job or something like that. So, boy, that's. Well, and, you know, on the on the employer side, and, and this is only anecdotal, I don't have the, 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 the scientific data to back it up, but the things I've heard is, you know, that maybe even though their shop was using good protocols, they just don't want to take the risk of the exposure. Or maybe some folks didn't want to deal with the extra protocols because, you know, I'm, I'm flat rate, but now I got to go through all these other cleaning and, and sanitation protocols. So now that's cutting into, you know, there are a lot of different factors, I, I believe, played into it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's uh, those, those are really staggering numbers. That's that's really amazing. Um, you know, another thing that's been kind of hitting at the same time, and certainly has continued to come out of this as as the economy has improved and as the pandemic has. Boy, I hate to say the pandemic has improved because that is not the case where I live right now. Our, our numbers and our cases and our hospitalizations are a mess at the moment. But um, kind of at the same time, a lot of this was the pressure, you know, wages and, and the talk about minimum wage and then trying to bring people back to work, not only in our industry, but in industry, you know, in, in every industry and, you know, service industries and things like that, that lost so many people. Um, you know, obviously there's been a huge demand for higher wages and, and benefits and, and things like that. Um, is that something that Tech Force Foundation has tracked specifically? Um, I mean, are you guys uh, measuring again, that? Again, it would be anecdotally, we don't have the, the, the hard data on it, but what we're hearing are the shops that are succeeding and either attracting new techs or retaining the ones they have. Uh, getting more flexible with benefits. You know, I think the stereotypical shop gives you, you know, two weeks a year, maybe after you're there a year. So if you're, you know, if you did happen to get sick and need to go to the doctor, that's coming out of it. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's that dimension. There's the, the flat rate versus salary or blends or, or gradually moving people into that. Uh, we're, we're finding that that's, you know, shops that are, are kind of migrating away from that or are finding that they can 
can also be more profitable. They, they, you know, even the, the, the cost of replacing a tech is, is significant, you know, so, right, you know, absolutely. looking at it holistically, not just, you know, can we get this, this, this repair done in 30 minutes? Uh, and then, you know, you're, as your listeners know, you know, it, it, the book might've said 30 minutes, but you get into it now it's a three hour job, but you're getting paid for 30 minutes. So that, you know, that's, that's, that's something that, you know, uh, and then, and, you know, things like buying your own tools, uh, what we're seeing are, are shops, you know, giving either tool allowances or setting people up with tools. For young techs, we're seeing folks uh, reimburse them for their education in, in, in agreements with them. If you stay with us six months a year, we'll, we'll pay back your, your loans or what have you. Uh, as I said, training allowances. Uh, because, you know, particularly with the way things are changing, you know, in the probably the first 80 years of automobiles, the mechanics were fairly <laughs> consistent, but with the advent of technology, stuff's changing by the month. Right. And, and quite frankly, we're hearing how, uh, you know, the younger techs are digitally native. So they already mm-hmm. kind of almost, they grew up around technology. So they kind of know how to do this stuff. So we're seeing in shops, some of the, some of the young guys and gals are becoming kind of the subject matter experts on the technology and, and teaching some of the, some of the veterans. Uh, but then there's also the dynamics of, you know, young kid, what do they know? I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, so it's, it's right. it, there's some interesting dynamics, but uh, we, we also see, because we we're the largest grantor of scholarships in the, in the category as well. We, we track, you know, graduation rates and we see that students who are coming in with some higher level math, I don't mean trigonometry and calculus, but more than plus and minus stuff are, okay. are graduating more successfully. And that translates so much to a lot of the technology. Like they're not, not particularly writing code, you know, mm-hmm. when they're, they're, when they're in the repair space, but they are reprogramming things. They're, they're, they're getting into a lot of electrical and diagnostic stuff that, that, mm-hmm. that math comes into play. So we're seeing that translate to both graduation success and employment success too. Yeah. In ways that maybe, you know, 30 years ago, wasn't as relevant. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Certainly those math, math skills, you know, even just in, in, in measurements and things like that, and, um, you know, in, in tire sizing and, you know, plus sizing, things like that, and, and kind of figuring that out and the visualizations of those, that, you know, those skills would be important too. So, so that's interesting. You, you know, you touched on kind of that, um, some of those dynamics in the workplace too, of, you know, the, some of the younger people, younger technicians coming in and working alongside and working with, you know, some of the, the veterans in the industry. You know, one thing that I noticed that, that made me think about those veterans of the industry was maybe one of the most surprising fact that I saw in your um, most recent, the, the foundation's most recent report and kind of analysis of the industry was about the retirement situation. And I think you guys called it the graying of the tech, <laughs> technician workforce. Um, certainly, and I probably would have been along in this group, but I think a lot of our tire dealer uh, listeners out there would assume that they have, you know, and they've seen, they're experiencing that they have experienced people retiring and anytime you lose them at any level, you know, it's a, it's a big loss and can be a big loss in your shop, but it, you know, people need to retire. (laughs) You know, they're welcome to retire. You know, we see across categories, that is the, that does account for the biggest chunk of vacancies. It's the people who are leaving. Mm -hmm. Conversely, uh, when we compare it to the U.S. averages across all employment categories, U.S. average is 4.3. Automotive, it's 3%. So we're actually a little under what the U.S. average. So 
every industry is feeling that retirement pain of the baby boomers and others who are, are retiring. But uh, I, I agree. I was surprised to see that ours feels like it's worse than anywhere else. And, and it's actually a little less worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really surprising to me. So, um, so, so hopefully that's something that maybe, maybe dealers and, and business owners can take back and be like, okay, let's, you know, this maybe it's not that the sky is falling, you know, kind of one of those things or, you know, are thinking that it's really just falling apart here in my business. It's just part of the overall economy. And, you know, I, I guess it could be worse. So, so, <laughs> so if, if that's how we have to get our positive news, you know, sometimes that's how we have yeah, to find it. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, th- that's just so interesting. I think the numbers in general are interesting. I guess what, um, you know, what could, you know, tire dealers and, and automotive shops are are dealing with these things and are, you know, really in the trenches, obviously. They don't need you or I to tell them that it's h- tough to find people and retain people. But are there are there some positives happening out there? Are there, are there some good, you know, like maybe success stories of things, you know, you mentioned the tools and some of the incentives or, or even the wages. I mean, what kind of things should should tire dealers be doing to really, you know, maximize their workforce and, and to attract, the, you know, the greatest workers? You know, and, and I think this is, you know, in, in India's, any industry, but particularly ours, you know, it's, it's making it an attractive work environment is, you know, do you have decent healthcare benefits? Do you have decent uh, vacation? Do you have a tool allowance? Or are you making these folks pay for their own stuff? There, you know, there's a, you know, doctors aren't showing up at the operating room and, and having to buy the, all the tools that they're using. Uh, you know, there's there's some legacy type things that are out there that we see shops that are getting beyond things like flat rate and own your own tools and pay for your own training. When, the, when shops are helping techs advance their skill set, paying for that, sending them to training, helping with the certifications. Some shops are even retroactively, if you if you agree to work with them for X number of months or years, they'll start paying off your, your student loans. Uh, we, we actually work with some organizations, for example, Ford routes all of their scholarships through us. So it's not mm-hmm. a contract that you get a Ford scholarship, you have to go work in a Ford shop, but it probably predisposes you that, hey, they helped me out, maybe I'll go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some of the things we're seeing. I, I think too, um, as your as folks know, women are, are massively underrepresented. They're 52% of the population, but just not even 3% of the, of the working techs. Right. And we're seeing more and more shops recognizing that women can be a game changer. Uh, it used to be, you know, there's assistive technology, you know, if it's a, if it's a 200 tire, big, you know, 200 pound, enormous tire, there's, there's equipment to help you heft it up instead of being a, you know, a burly uh, lumberjack kind of guy that can heft it up there. I've seen plenty of women uh, working in the, in the category. Um, but that, you know, changing attitudes uh, about that instead of this is just a man's job. Uh, mm-hmm. Women can be very effective. And we've even heard from, from some, uh, shops that women have a, an advantage, you know, in, in some of the things they get, you know, they tend to be physically smaller so they can get into places and do things that, mm. you know, some meat hook handed big guy can't get in there and, and reach that thing. Uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, tend, you know, some women tend to be more analytical and, and a little more careful. I, I know I, I don't read a manual. I just jump in and try to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you take the time to read the manual, you'll know all the nuances, you know, little things like that. So I mm-hmm. think, 
women in in this field, I think, is a, is a great potential opportunity for game changers. But two, you know, that stereotypically the old environments, you know, there wasn't even a ladies' changing room or a ladies' right. room, you know. Right. So they're having to use the men's room and and that, or you know the the old fashioned stereotypical girly posters and stuff that don't necessarily lend to a com- comfortable work environment or or even things like the the required shop clothes. Mm-hmm. They're not cut for women, right? You know, right. so get, you know, little things like this that people don't know about that. Uh, uh, can help give a, a shop a competitive advantage. And, and quite frankly, you know, women add up to be a lot more of the customers. And so when they see a woman out there work, oh, I can trust, you know, there, there's right. a lot of unrecognized benefits to, to welcoming and promoting women in, in the profession. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely heard that from, um, you know, on the on the retail side of just, you know, and, and experts have been telling tire dealers and, and retail shop owners that, there's such an advantage to recognizing a woman as a customer that, you know, and, and, and things that are important to women as a customer, you can obviously see how that would translate to welcoming women and having women as part of your workforce and, you know, and, and working in a, in a bay and in the service bay. So that makes well, and perfect you asked about sense. Positive, positive trends. We created a, a, it's like a, it's a social network for, for techs. Um, mm. Techs aren't on LinkedIn most of most are not they're not on Facebook because it's for old people you know so it, you know it, we created this environment that is it's designed by and for younger techs you know both aspiring and working techs but I don't think there's a developer who helped build that thing that's older than 24 you know okay. they're gamers so it's gamified and what I'm getting to is you know it, it's got training it's got scholarships it's got events it's got free tickets it's got competitions and prizes so it's a fun environment it's designed to help cultivate people into the career and keep them interested and engaged and 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 ultimately even connect with mentorships and or be a mentor but the positive thing around women that I wanted to share is approximately 30 percent of the active people in that community are women which is really cool. Yeah. And and even when we have the competitions, women tend to be uh, showing up on the leaderboards, you know, in the top five or top 10 of points earners in our competitions and stuff. So it's, uh, we're, we're, we're optimistic about that dimension of the future. That's awesome. And so what's the name of that platform again? So it's, uh, it's jointechforce.org. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Ultimately, it'll be part of our regular techforce.org website, but uh, okay. it, and that that URL will still work. So join techforce.org. It's free to get in there, but it's designed for people who are into this stuff, whether you're a student who's exploring or you're in school or you're working tech or a hobbyist or enthusiast. And the cool thing is, unlike some other, we're not selling anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's not an advertising platform. It's underwritten by our generous supporters who support the Tech Force mission of working to get students to and through technical educations and into this career path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but there's there's trivia, there's competitions, there's contests, and, and again, everything from exploring job opportunities uh, to uh, to the, the training. There's a fair amount of training in there that is donated by the industry that you would have to pay for outside of this network. Okay, uh, but they understand that you know they're. Uh, you know, rising tides raise all ships. So there, there, there's some really cool training. Now you're not going to get a certification through our network. It's not intended for that. Right. Uh, but there's a lot, I, I had a, a, a high school automotive instructor tell me that the stuff we have in that network is the better than the stuff he can access in his school. Uh, so yeah. he actually uses it in his classroom Oh, uh, but, great. But for all levels, you know, it's for yeah. beginner stuff and some more advanced stuff. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a great resource. So 
Yeah, well, check it out. You yeah. can be in there too. Yeah, I, I will definitely, I'll, I'll be signing up and going in there soon. So awesome. Well, I thank you so much for being with us today and kind of Thanks showing us, me. you know, talking about the, the demand and this big, big issue for our industry, but also, you know, kind of shedding some light and some hope for tire dealers who sometimes it can be real easy to get down in the dumps about, oh gosh, I could use 10 more techs, 20 more, depending on the size of your organization, 50 more techs. So um, it's really good to hear some you know, good things happening. I would guarantee your, your listeners who are treating them, treating them well and like their people they want to have on board and keep a long time are going to be seeing the better attraction and retention numbers. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of basic human nature and, and getting past what some folks in the past are was kind of like, I don't know. You got to earn your stripes. You got to really right. do some serious grunt. I mean, everybody has to, but you know, some folks have an overdeveloped sense of you got to earn your, well, if you push them too long that way and don't let them do some of the higher, more sophisticated stuff, they're going to check out and go somewhere else where they can. And we yeah. see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like, um, I, I think maybe we can uh, bring in some good hope, good hope for, for the industry and hopefully continue to see those numbers, uh, numbers improve and um, attract some new, new people, young and old into the industry. So great. Well, Mike, thanks so much for uh, being with us. Happy to be here. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD 10, the training and education network, formerly DSP 20 group. 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20-group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Thanks again to Mike Persendo from TechForce Foundation for joining me this week. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Make sure that you're subscribing to the show through any of your favorite podcast apps. And we'll bring another episode to you real soon. Take care.